Hey everybody, welcome to Steam Machine Podcast. Welcome to my brother, my brother and me. My name is Dalton and joining me, as always, are my good buddies. Hey, what's up? It's your uh, new co-host, Billy. How's it going, Dalton? It's going well, and joining us as well is the other brother of Destruction. The perma guest host, Nathan. What's up, guys? Yes, I don't know why I'm pointing to your picture at the TV. Like, like you're gonna fucking know that I did that. Um, so we're recording in video for the first time. Except one, I don't have a video, and two, they're not positioned where they think they are on my screen. They're pointing opposite ways. They are complete dingbats. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what order they're on on your screen because I'm probably pointing off to something like over in your. Yeah, there's room nobody somewhere. over there, man. Yeah. Well, on on my Dave's not here, man. On my screen, Nate's right there, and Isis down here i ice willy not isis yo <laughs> we're not you know we're not gonna go from cultural appropriation to isis that's just like <laughs> this is a good podcast hey i guess the let's start the silence here <laughs> there's your outtake what a great intro take two <laughs> Oh, uh, it's better. It's better with you. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you were going Ace Ventura. All right, season. Then. Oh, man. So, uh, this is the Steam Machine Podcast. Uh, like, I, like I said, we already introduced ourselves. All of that jazz. I'm leaving that in because that was hilarious. Uh, and top news of the week, just because it uh, could change a, a few things, but not too many things. Uh, your boy finally found a fucking job. Woo! Thanks. Welcome to the workforce workhorse. Goodness, my goodness. Dude, I've been looking for like two and a half years now. And let's, dude, it would, pay, it would drive me fucking, I won't, I won't say it pissed me off, but it would drive me crazy when I would see all these, well, government gave people money now nobody wants to work and i'm just like dude no i've been applying everywhere and can't get a call back or they tell me i'm not qualified i think we've i think i've talked about this before but like and this is not game related so like people the games are coming i promise but like the uh i applied to Walgreens and CVS. Now, like most of my job experience has been in grocery stores, customer service, uh, running the service desk, handling counting money, the safe, all of that jazz, right? And some produce stuff, but like always talking to people, having to deal with people. Um, I'm really good at pretending to be good with people, right? And uh, CVS and Walgreens both told me that I wasn't qualified to work there, and I'm like. It, it, your your jobs are customer service. That's all I'm qualified to do. What the fuck are you talking about? But uh, but anyways, uh, I yeah. There's a new restaurant uh, opening up in Gainesville, Florida, called Tosh. Not related to Tosh Point oh, although would be cool. Uh, your web redemption is coming. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. Oh my god, that's an idea. It's your web redemption for this shitty podcast intro. <laughs> Do a uh, like a thing with the restaurant, like a redemption type challenge or something. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll bat it around the front. Anyway, I'm only a dishwasher, I'm only a dishwasher. But I would like to try to move move my way up. My buddy Nick's the chef, and he kind of 
uh, has a full-time job at a frat, so he needs to find somebody to be the chef. So we'll see. Maybe I'll move my way up. I don't think I'm going to go to like chef that quickly, but you know, just, I'd like to move my way up eventually. I like to cook, so that would be cool. As evidenced by the food thread in the Discord. Yes, which speaking of, I believe that there's a link to the Discord on steammachinepodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, I am I am looking into, with one of my first paychecks, uh, getting that domain so that it just is, instead of, you don't have to type .wordpress.com, it'd just be the steammachinepodcast.com. Um, so it would be steammachine.com, steammachinepodcast.com, thesteammachine.com, or thesteammachinepodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> it, it would it would be the steam like the steam probably is what it is right now the steam machine podcast.wordpress.com um gotcha. i do know according to uh google that that domain is available uh nice i probably shouldn't have said that on air because somebody's gonna go and buy it but in any in any in any case, so that would that would be cool. I'm looking into it. I'm trying to make it semi professional looking. We're gonna have to hold this episode for like two weeks because our audience is mostly Ukrainian domain snipers, and they are ready for it. <laughs> Those bastards! You bastards! Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, uh, not too much of an eventful week. Uh, just been working and getting that sorted. Um, the restaurant does seem to be closed on Sundays and Mondays, but we are thinking about, and maybe maybe this week do this one normal, but next week we'll start the, what we were talking about, we're, we're going to start releasing episodes on Thursdays, um, that way it gives us a day or two leeway between recording in case, uh, say, I fuck up and accidentally delete everything, which is a possibility, or, um... You know, if the audio comes out weird, we could re-record. It gives us kind of leeway, as opposed to the way we're doing it. Like, we're going to be doing this episode, uh, which is, we record it, I'm going to edit it, and then post it. This will be the last one that happens like that. <laughs> um, to be honest, we kind of got away with a minor miracle on this. We all agreed, hey, we don't really feel like the Sunday recording is going to be too good. And then, like, five minutes later... The power goes out in Tennessee where Nathan lives. Yeah, I lost power during our normal recording time for like an hour and a half to two hours. And I was just like sitting in the dark and it was a time. And I was like, I'm really glad we decided not to record tonight. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't too hot, was it? No, luckily I could have my air running all day. So it would happen at nighttime. So it wasn't too bad. uh, Speaking of power outages, dude, I felt bad for Grim today. Oh, whose yeah. power went out, and apparently it was like 110 degrees in Washington for some fucking reason. So, yeah. and it being a Ugh. Pacific Northwest heat wave, they're not really set up with central air. He had window units that had done their job until they couldn't anymore. So, Oof. poor bastard, poor bastard. I'm sorry, Grim. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping the job doesn't affect the show too much. Um, it shouldn't. It just means that uh, some of the longer games uh, might take a little longer, so you might get more short games intermittently. You know what I'm saying? And it also means he's going to have more money to buy more games to his ever-growing Steam catalog, which I already did. Uh, let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about that real quick because the Steam Summer Sale just started, and uh, I did pick up some stuff. Oh yeah. 
Um, I picked up Final Fantasy XIII 2, and I'm sure everybody's asking yourself, why? <laughs> and it's because, like, what can I say? I want to own all the Final Fantasy games, and I've already got thirteen one, so now I have thirteen two. 2. Um, I almost bought Lightning Returns, but then was like, you know, I could probably use some gas money to get to work this week, so I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I... So, I have a weird soft spot in my heart for Star Wars. Um, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I do like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but my one of my best friends' name is Dustin. Uh, I don't know if he still listens. I know he listens when I used to put it up on YouTube. But <laughs> probably not anymore. Uh, but shout out to you if you are. Uh, he is the biggest fucking Star Wars fa- I'll say fan. I usually say nerd. But he's the biggest Star Wars fan that I know. Uh and when I saw that there was a big sale on Star Wars games, uh, I was like, okay, I'll snag, I'll snag some. So I got um, the OG Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 from the 2000s. Um, I got Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 1 and 2, and, and uh, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. Uh, I picked up The Forest because... Nate, you and I had talked about playing that together. So I snagged that because it was cheap. Um, then they had a, a deal on Valve games. Please, Laxby, calm your boner. <laughs> I, heard your, I heard your pants stiffen from here. It's okay. It'll be all right. Um, I got Counter-Strike Source, uh, Counter-Strike Condition Zero, the original Counter-Strike, which was like the Half-Life Counter-Strike is what it's called. Um, and I got Left 4 Dead 2. Um, then, oh, it also came with Counter-Strike Condition Zero deleted scenes, and then I got, uh, Divinity Dragon Commander, so now I have all of the Divinity games. Yeah, I've got a shopping cart up, too. I'm gonna add some more to that. Now that I know that you picked up the forest, I'm gonna go ahead and snag that, too, throw that in my shopping cart, but right now I have your Fragments, Half-Life, Left 4 Dead 2, Katana Zero, Downwell, and Octopath Traveler. And right now I'm only totaling at forty five, forty three, and Octopath Traveler is a full thirty dollars of that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Octopath's expensive, man, but like so worth it, so worth it. I love that you guys have got Downwell in there because I feel like I don't know. I I really enjoyed that game outsize of the cost of it, which I think I paid like two to four dollars for it, and I don't know. I thought it was a really just neat game. I love that you used like two bit color for the things and you could actually customize the palette so it's like you could make it look like a game boy or you could make it look like a virtual boy or you could make it you know something useful instead. oh you're gonna love when we get to gato roboto then oh i am absolutely stoked about gato roboto like that is like if we do call an audible and say like hey let's just play this game instead like if one of you guys pulls gato roboto i'll be like yes thank you uh real quick um i i do want to ask about gato roboto but before i forget um, you mentioned fragments, and I want to go ahead and tell everybody who's listening. Um, I am f- friends with the developer of Fragments. Um, it's on Steam. Um, F R A G M E N T S, right? Fragments. Am I spelling that correctly? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, I, I missed how you spelled it, honestly. But I'm assuming you. It, know it how to sounded spell like how the word was normally spelled. Yeah. Okay. I just, wanna, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Um, fragments, and it. It's like a dollar fifty right now, I think, right on sale. Yeah, and it's normally two dollars. I think maybe three dollars. Um, it's a really cool little experience. It's a fun game. It's you know you can beat it in one sitting if you really wanted to, but there's like multiple ways to do it. 
if I remember correctly, it's like a little mystery because he did, he's done two different games and one of them was free and then one of them was fragments. So I get him, I get him confused, but, uh, fragments, I believe you're trying to piece together what's happened through memories and stuff. And it, it's a pretty cool little story. I, I recommend anybody check it out for a dollar 50. It's a fucking steal. S- help support my boy. Mr. Tom, oh, yeah. uh, shout out to Factory Sealed Retro Podcast. He's a part of that. Uh, Mr. Tom Reagan, or as he is on Steam, known as Coda Pill, or DJ Sick Kid. But that's that's a deep cut that uh, only yeah. Anyway, that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, check that out. Um, now, Gato Roboto, that is Metroidvania esque, right? Or is it more platformer? Yeah, it's definitely a Metroidvania style game. And the art style is, like, very much... The, when I said Down had the two-bit, like, color scheme, that's definitely why Nathan, like, popped. Because I think Gato Roboto actually is, like, straight up, like, on and off, like, for the color, right? Like it's Yeah, just it's white, white and black, and black but you can get different palette colors, too. Like Oh! Yeah. That's actually really cool. Oh, and they're, okay. like, the thing about the palette colors in that game is they're unlockable, so you can find them places, like, hidden in the game. Uh, so with Down it's, like, you get palettes the more, like, when you play the game, it, like, adds your your score that that run to your total score and then it's like you get enough points you get like a new color or you get a new stance or whatever nice but like that game is also like it's very it, it's meant to be played short bursts like it's a 10 minute game basically that you just keep playing until you finally get it hmm. man I, I do want to play Gato Roboto that, that just well it looks like a joyous game like a game that really just loves what it's doing yeah you feel it in the game too I think it's exactly how it felt when I played it and that's why I enjoyed it so much um, I meant to, we, we can, uh, we can actually, uh, brainstorm this right now. Um, so that brings me to, uh, I would like to do each month, one week of the month or whatever, or, you know, however long it takes. If it's a longer game, we can all discuss it and decide whether we want, you know, we could talk, hash it out then. Uh, but I would like one of us to be able to choose a game that isn't randomized. It's something that we want to play in that way. It'll keep it kind of interesting where, like, we are at least getting to play something that we want to play every now and then. Whether, it, like, so, um, like, say if the if Steamy threw like three first person shooters at us in a row, Nate, I know you would not be the happiest person on the planet. Um, <laughs> but then you could be like, all right, well, next up, uh, I'm going to pick for my month uh, Ori in the Blind Forest you know, or whatever because that, that's yeah. just what I assume would be your choices <laughs> <laughs> you're not too far off my dude <laughs> um, I already made you play Hollow Knight <laughs> so yeah but the difference is you you haven't played Ori right that's true that's true yeah see I, I've dabbled I dabbled enough to realize that that game's really fucking pretty and and fun I, I did have fun with that um, unlike some other games that we'll talk about here in a bit um but I, I think that would be cool. It'd keep, it'd keep it kind of fresh. Um, that way, like, the listeners are still getting to choose from the random games. But then we can kind of buck the system every now and then and be like, okay, so, like, I want to play this. And I guess we'll just rage against the machine a little bit. Well, yeah. we've been on kind of, um, we've been on rails for a little while because we've had games that had been, like, month and a half long games and we had, like, intermediary episodes. But it's like, at some point, it does feel like we should just be like, Hey, you, you guys know what would be fun to play right now? <laughs> you know what? I'd love to just share with the world just a moment of being like, "Hey, Psychonauts was cool," or you know, something like that. 
Yeah, or kind of like like when I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's play Bug Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that that game was really cool, and uh, if I could afford it, I would be like, you know, fuck it, let's play Scarlet Nexus. But uh, that that game's still sixty bucks, and I'm not quite uh, financially comfortable yet to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's get a brand new ass game. <laughs> you know, right now I'm looking on GOG like. Hell yeah, a game from 20 years ago, years ago is on sale. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet, let's play yeah. Gex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have to talk about Gex yet. You're punting <laughs> Gex to the end of the episode so we can spend 12 minutes on that. <laughs> he's, not, he's not wrong. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I think, I think that'll be fun. Um, things that I can think of uh, right off the top of my... Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the ones that I want to pick are RPG games that are going to take two or three weeks, like, yeah. like Wasteland three bastard <laughs> um but i can actually i can think of some like bullet storm would be fun as hell because that's a first person shooter but it is just take ridiculousness and just jack it to 11 like there's like i remember specifically playing that game on ps3 and i got there there's like trick shots that you can do that get you extra points and i remember this one that was just like kicking this dude into the air and then shooting him in the nuts with a shotgun and it, got, it gave me <laughs> uh some sort of extra points for that it had this funny name that it gave it <laughs> it was pretty cool think duke nukem just on steroids but less of the uh, dick joke you know <laughs> less less dick jokes although i think the version of bulletstorm i got was the full clip edition and i believe that you can play through the entire game as duke nukem and the voice actor for Duke Nukem came in and did custom voices for that game. So, like, you could technically play it as a Duke Nukem game if you wanted to. John St. John is a little bit of a modern-day miracle. The guy continues to <laughs> reprise the Duke Nukem role, even when it's just for Twitter memes, because he's just a genuinely decent guy. Like, I appreciate that he showed up on, like, some Twitter thing, and they're like, hey, Duke, you know, what do you want to say about, like, you know, this kind of issue? And he's just like, trans rights, damn it. In, like, the Duke Nukem voice. <laughs> I thought that was cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I put him up there with, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My name, my mind just blanked. David Hayter. David, David Hayter. I knew that was going to be David I did, too. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking David Hayter before you said <laughs> He was going to say David Hayter. Yeah. That, <laughs> David Hayter is an awesome dude. And it's not just because I've heard him say my name in Snake's voice. Like, dude's a cool guy. Uh, so... A little other things I have here in the beginning for my notes. Um, we, we touched on a, a little bit on the little uh, Patreon section in the beginning, but I'll bring it up again. So there are people who have on their tinfoil hats and have been uh, dissecting the Starfield trailer. And they have found like this little drawing or like scratching on the side of a computer monitor screen thingy in the trailer itself. And people are thinking that that is a little like sketchy drawing of the outline of Hammerfell uh, in uh, in the Elder Scrolls in Tamriel and I'm like High, High Rock and Hammerfell I was trying I was trying to say Tamriel and High Rock at the same time and I'm like oh that's not going to come out right yeah and after like when I first heard heard about it because I heard about it on Factory Sealed again shout out Factory Sealed Retro Gaming Podcast um I was kind of, I was like, oh, that sounds like it could be cool. Like, if there's something hit. But then, like, looking at it on the website, I'm like, eh, this might, might be pulling some straws. 
might be pulling the strings. Yeah, like you sent over a little um, article about it with the pictures. I didn't read the words in the article. I just looked at the pictures, <laughs> and they had like a little thing where you could scroll over the map from the actual game, the little sketch. And I kept rolling it back and forth. I was like, "Man, this is kind of a stretch, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah. It feels very much like a cork board with little red strings drawn between things. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the "It's Always Sunny" meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie's just. Uh, yeah. Uh, Appreciate you guys doing that visually, both of you. Hey, <laughs> yeah. can't help it, dude. Animated, animated. Um, speaking of Elder Scrolls, uh, so everyone knows I took the the Skyrim needle out of my arm. I deleted the mod pack that I had to make room because it was almost two hundred gigs, right? Because I needed I needed the room. I'm like I need I need room. Deleted it. Um, I'll reinstall it if it ever comes back into wanting to play it again. So, like, I set it down. The so, in two weeks. The needle is now in the drawer, put away. But today, or a few days ago, I was on YouTube, and I see that someone put out a six-hour retrospective on Oblivion. So, I was like, hell yeah, I'll watch that. So, over the past couple of days, I've been watching that, and today, I started a new Oblivion save. <laughs> <laughs> can't help yourself, man. You can't help yourself. And it was like, it's like, you know, you put down the heroin, but let me pick up the crystal. All right, let's let's just <laughs> go get, get back to it. Uh, oh, man. But, yeah, uh, so I've been having fun with that. Uh, I found an E&B that isn't overly ridiculous, but makes it look a little better, plus the mod pack that I have for it, the, based on the Bevilix? Bev, Bev, it doesn't matter what the fuck the name is. There's a mod, there's a mod list out there for it um i really like oblivion uh the after watching the six hour retrospective like the dude said that he absolutely loves the game and then spent six hours shitting all over it so i don't understand i i'm very confused <laughs> like he, the, the games you love the most are the games you criticize the hardest fair fair well, well if that's if that's the case then yeah then this is exactly what this dupe is doing because he was being pretty fucking critical about it but he was like yeah, that's one of my favorite games of all time <laughs> uh, it's like you would not care about like that one jump at super mario brothers that doesn't quite work right if you weren't so into super mario brothers that that was a thing you had to deal with every time you played it you know yeah yeah, that's it's a like good when point. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't love the uh, level design of six of these levels in Doom Two. It's because I love the other twenty six levels that much, you know. Yeah. Yes, I brought it back to Doom. I, Mission accomplished. I know. I can, every I'm episode. The worst I mean, it's just like the game itself. You put Doom in every single episode. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I could, I think I could relate that to like, I could probably pick apart Final Fantasy VIII more than I did on the actual episode, and. I think I could probably pick apart Persona 5 for a few things if I wanted to. Um, also, like like with a, my couple quirks with Dragon Quest Eleven, you know what I mean? I really, really like that game, but like I do have a few things that like if I could tweak a few things, I would, you know? I was going to mention the same exact thing. Like there's things I'm playing through for my playthrough the second time. I'm like, yeah, I'll just go through this cutscene. I don't need to watch this one again. They're both a little ahead of me at this point. So like now I'm the back post I'm getting bullied. Yeah. I'm the only one that hasn't done a very major plot point. I hit him with the blue shell and pulled ahead. That's it. Uh, I, I, no, Nate, Nate was the blue shell. Nate was the one who in first place. <laughs> I I got hit by the blue shell when it was on the way up to Nate, and then he used the subwoofer and just nullified it. <laughs> I, uh, I did also um, Saturday, 
which was two days. Yeah, two days ago. Saturday, I did the uh, interview with James to throw at the end of that episode too. Oh, nice. So that's so already taken cool. care of. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he did it. Like we did it um, kind of early in the day. So I just went ahead and just knocked it out, and it's uh, I think about like fifty minutes or so. So fifty. Fifty. Wow. Are you sure you don't want to just run that so, as an episode by itself? I was, because oh, mine called in him. That's what I was about to say, is that I might actually drop that this week as an extra or something. Nice. Yeah. Um, but Can I listen to it or will it spoil me on the show, the game? Yeah, I see that look on your face. I shouldn't listen to it. It might. Well, no, because we didn't talk past anything that I haven't gotten past. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not super far ahead of you, so there might be a couple things that we bring up. Um... Play the game for five hours, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Ben. Yeah. Look, I didn't want to play the game this week because I was supposed to play Gex, and I didn't want to play Gex because <laughs> then I would have to play Gex. Maybe I'll drop that on Thursday, and then that'll start the 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 cycle, whereas, like, then the next Thursday, and then the next Thursday, like, that, that could like be... I like that idea. Oh! I like that idea this a lot. This guy's got the IQ. That's what. That's, Look at the big brain on Dalton. That's what they told me back in school. You're so smart. If you would only apply yourself. Well, that's how we all got to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing up, Willie. How's that new graphics? Well, how's the new graphics card treating you, man? Like. So um, here's the thing. I got a gaming computer this year, but I had to get one with a really absolute trash uh, graphics card like i'm not joking when you google the name of this graphics card the first things that google answers brings up is just like why is name of graphics card so bad and why does name of graphics card not work for games like it is a low energy using but nothing doing graphics card from 2015 and like i was it was still a huge improvement over my uh play in uh most games like it doubled my frame rate on Rocket League, doubled my frame rate on a lot of games. But the moment I tried to bring up Dragon Quest Eleven, all of a sudden it was like, oh, when I play this in 1080p, I am in literally like four frames per second. Yeah. I had to drop that sucker down to uh, 720p resolution and then take all of the uh, shadow, all the post-processing, all the anti-aliasing and just move those to minimum. And then I had to use the emergency thing in there, which is called uh, screen percentage. And what screen percentage does is it just renders the game at a lower resolution and upscales it. So I had it rendering at like 80% of 800p and then upscaling it from there. So everything looked like I had this like nasty Vaseline filter over it. That's what I had to do to get this game running at 20 frames per second about. Like enough that it felt smooth when I was doing anything other than moving the camera around. This new graphics card showed up, and I'll admit, I goofed it up a few times because um, my computer was the case. The uh, the shape of the card was a little bit weird. I realized eventually that the gravity of the card was kind of pulling it down in a weird direction. So I had to kind of just lay it down on its side, and that's where it's sitting right now. But the fans and vents are all in healthy positions. It's not going to be a problem. But pulled it up. All of a sudden, oh, I could turn it up to 1080p. Nice. Oh, I can also turn off screen percentage and have the game at the actual intended resolution. It's actual 1080p now. Nice. I can turn post-processing on. I can turn shadows on. 
oh my god, this is actually a beautiful freaking game, and I'm just on some random area in the middle of the game, not the big wowie wee wah scheme you see at the beginning where it's like, look at all these cool mountains we can <laughs> render. <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like I almost haven't earned this. But then, like, we played, like, some games together. Like, we played Rocket League, and I was playing Rocket League in a small window on my screen because I was having trouble rendering the game at a high frame rate. I was able to turn all the settings back up, render it full screen, and I don't know, I was actually playing a lot better because I could actually see what was happening in the game. And like, it didn't crash graphics, on that one level. And it, that's true. I had a weird crash issue on um, Snow Day Utopia Coliseum. I don't know why that happened. Wait, what was that name? Maybe you won't get the French Garfield cart crash anymore. Oh, shoot. Oh, you yeah. might be right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe my... Graphics card was why uh, Garfield card could not quite hold up either. But now we're on the real stuff. Like it's working. It's working great. You should um, you should go review that graphics card that you used to use, and just put can't run Garfield card. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> owned. But yeah, like I'm getting like real frame rate on this computer, and it's like it's crazy because uh, I'm from the laptop zone. Like I've only had laptops for like the last like 15 years of having computers. So like, just moving to a real computer was a big upgrade. Like having a solid state drive was a huge upgrade. Yep. But then having a graphics card that actually runs the games too has just like, even though it's a, it's a weaker processor, it's a weaker um, most of the rest of the setup. Like, the fact that I can actually have the GPU do stuff now is absolutely bananas to me. I'm not playing 144 hertz. I'm not playing, you know, 2000p, 4000p. I'm playing 1080p because I'm still using old TV monitors, you know? But, like, this is, like, what the games, I feel like they were supposed to kind of look like. And uh, I feel like it's even improved my performance in games. Yeah. Like, Nate, when we were playing Rocket League the other day, did it not look like I was like, oh, wait, I can react to things now? Yeah, I mean, because I felt like you were playing better on the laptop before you got your PC, because I think you had your settings and everything mapped out perfectly on the laptop. But then when you changed yeah. the PC, I felt like your performance dropped a little bit. But then, now that you have this new graphic card, I feel like you're better than you were on the laptop. Yeah. And, like, by a wide margin, like, everything is going the direction I mean to send it at. I feel like I have that touch. I feel like I'm reacting to things as they happen. It's it's crazy. We're probably going to just go play Rocket League after the stream ends. <laughs> that's not true. I, uh, I look forward to hearing uh, your reaction when you load up Doom, because that's a good-looking game. Yeah. It, and it should be it should be a good time. Um, I, like, the caveat I told you, like, it's not going to push every game to max settings. Um, but at 1080... It should push most games to max settings with no problem. Um, games that I can remember that 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 card struggled with, but I was trying to push it to 2K, was No Man's Sky, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, <clears throat> Far Cry 5, like the really graphic intensive games. Um, but again, I was trying to push them at 2K and 4K, just trying to see what the computer could do. Uh, because I had a 2K monitor and didn't want to settle for 1080. Yeah. Uh, but my expectations were so low because, again, I'm coming oh. at this from this laptop zone. You yeah, know? and I went through that myself because I used to play World of Warcraft on my laptop and I got like 17 to 19 frames a second usually. 
Yeah, and exactly. And that becomes the new normal for you. When things move smoothly and you, your eye no longer discerns the difference between frames, it's buck wild. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking wild. Like, what killed it for me was house sitting for my buddy Dustin and his girlfriend has this mammoth of a computer. You could fit my whole fucking computer in her computer. Like, my case and all would fit inside of her case. This fucking computer is huge. Okay? And it is the beefiest of beef. It is the Wagyu of PC computers. Okay? Like, this thing is badass. And she installed World of Warcraft on there and was like, it's ready to go. All you gotta do is just log in to your shit and you can play while you're house-sitting. Thank you for house-sitting for us. Sure, no problem. Uh, I spent the entire weekend just ordering sushi and walking the dog and playing World of Warcraft on that beast of a fucking computer. And it was like night and blinding day difference. <laughs> like ev- it's living the dream, my dude. Everything was running at like a hundred and something frames a second. It, it looked like it was so clean. Everything looked like it was cell shaded. Like <laughs> it was wild the difference. So like when you were telling me what you were going through. You know, I was like, I have the means to help with this, so I'm going to help with this because, like, A, you're my bro. B, it'll help with the show because you'll be able to run more of the games. And, like, C, it just feels good to, like, help people out when you can help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then, meanwhile, I was, like, freaking out because, like, I hadn't... The biggest computer upgrade I'd done in a while was upgrading uh, a Sodium chip to add ram to a laptop so like laptops are a lot more difficult to put stuff in but i was like freaking out like when i put this video card in it's gonna fry everything i'm so trash or whatever and like it didn't work the first couple of times because it turned out it was having a little trouble fitting into my case or whatever but like now that it works it is blowing me away like the performance the difference the fact that i have you guys on video on the other screen and i'm not like oh yeah this is gonna lag this you know like it's the ram probably helps with that too like the extra RAM probably yeah. helps with that as well. Yeah, that's why I was like, it really did. take this too. And like, <laughs> boy, howdy, did adding RAM to a desktop much, a lot, much, much easier than adding it to the laptop was. Because I was like, oh well, I've got, while I'm seeing the motherboard, I'm just gonna just tuck this in here, really nice. Yeah, it's 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 nice that like most PC stuff is pretty much plug and play if you know where to plug it in. Like, and that was like what I told you. When I did my stuff, I was real nervous about it too, but I looked up a YouTube video and this guy was like, yeah, this is what you do. You unclick this and you pull it out. You put the other one in until it clicks and you screw it in. Ta-da! Like, (laughs) plug this in, plug this in, you're good to go. And it's just like, oh, okay, so it's not that bad. It's just, uh, your main main thing you want to make sure is grounding yourself before you start touching anything on the inside of the computer. Yes. So just... And I made sure I had like a little like metal thing on the floor that I could like make sure I wasn't shooting any electrical sparks out in. Yeah, it's like t- t- touch something metal first. Um, so one other thing I wanted to touch on before uh, we get to Gex or uh, if you know if you guys have anything you wanted to bring up is like so games that are considered divisive. Um, the recent release of Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. I have heard some pretty pretty split things from that. I have I know people 
who have played it, and they say that it's not nearly as bad as the reviewers are making it out to be. While the reviewers are shitting all over that game. Except PC Gamer. I think PC Gamer gave it like an 83 or an 86 or something like that. But like other other sites are just giving it garbage reviews. Um, and it, it makes me want to play it. Because anytime I see something that's divisive or I see something on Steam that I feel it's like rated mostly negative or like uh, mixed reviews and I go in and I read especially the mixed reviews ones and I read the negative ones and I'm like was this game just not for you or was this game really not that good and other people like it for specific reasons like because I feel like rating systems especially going through Metacritic and putting ratings on every fucking game on the list that had them um I feel like that that's very subjective. Oh, it absolutely is, because if you look at just what they have in Steam as it is, you know, all your choices for when you review a game yourself is thumbs up or thumbs down. You don't get to do it in between. So whenever I write a um, review on there, I have to choose, you know, is this thumbs up or thumbs down? Like, I would have given Dragon, a game about a dragon, a sideways thumb had it given me the chance, but I had to give it a negative, you know? Yeah, and, and that's always a thing that I've seen on Steam for a while is that people really wish they had a thumbs in the middle because I've seen plenty of reviews that are like, I'm giving this a thumbs down, but I really would give it a thumbs in the middle. Or I'm giving thumbs a thumbs up, up. Thumbs down or thumbs out. Yes. Thumbs out for, for her own day. day. Yeah, oh, there it is. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was... Uh, that was funny to watch play out right there. That was, <laughs> uh, that was good. Um, but I don't know, man. It just makes me want to play them because all the more. Because I want to know what my opinion is going to be on it. You know, I see, like, say, uh, Gary absolutely loves this fucking game. But Sal thinks this game's a hot turd. And they both tell me why they think that the game is either great or a hot turd. I don't want to base my uh, opinion on that, on those. I mean, you could kind of take a mishmash of both and put them together and probably get a semi-true description of a game. But I feel like diving into those games yourself is the way to go. I guess what I'm getting at is take reviews with a grain of salt. Even, like, listening to us, like... (laughs) Like, uh, if you really like uh, 90s platformers, and uh, there's a specific one that was like a lizard that you really liked his first game, like, maybe take what people think of those games with a grain of salt. Um, Because not everyone's going to like the same stuff. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, anyway... um, I, I what? Long story short, I eventually want to play Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance because I really enjoyed the older style games like that, the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games on PS2, and it just seems like it would be a fun game. Despite what the reviewers are saying, I would like to be able to form the, like, my own opinion. For sure, that was very long winded. <laughs> very long winded of me. All right, gentlemen, is there anything else that you had to bring up before we uh? touch on this week's game the only thing i have is like you know 
this weekend, kind of took a weekend off of streaming, enough to me to break on that, and went home for the weekend, hang out with Willie and my parents for a little bit. And while I was there, he dug deep in his closet and found a bag full of Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis games that I'm just super stoked about. Because like, I didn't even know we had these Super Nintendo games, and I'm not talking about garbage games either. He found Super Castlevania 4 back there, which I never knew we owned, period. What? <laughs> and, gonna... you know, it's just a bunch of great collection of games. And then, to top it all off, complete in-box Shaq-Fu, baby. Yo. That's the one that stood out. Well, there was a couple of them that stood out to me, like the all the Mortal Kombat. I was like, yeah. And then I saw that Shaq Fu, and I went, holy shit, that game's actually real. Like I've always like heard <laughs> yeah. things about it, but I've never actually like seen it. Oh, I just hit the fuck out of my microphone. I've never actually seen a copy of it. And hey, we played the hell out of fighting games when we were kids. So even if there was yeah. anything that came out, we were like. And who in that time period did not love Shaquille O'Neal? You know what I mean. So like, yeah. Shaq's got his own fighting game. You the, gotta get it. But we knew the re, the reviews were terrible. We, we were still goofy irony boys even back yeah. in the day. We were like, <laughs> this game is probably going to be trash. But you know what? It's going to be funny trash. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Shaq was in a movie where he was a genie, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, and it was called Shazam or Kazam? No, it was Kazam. 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 Shazam is the fake movie that never existed that people think Sinbad was in. Shazam is also the uh, name of the the original character. The character was originally called Captain Marvel in the DC universe. Oh, yeah. Shazam uh, was the watchword that would give him the power. Was it the Wisdom of Solomon, S, the Speed of Hermes, H, the Strength of Achilles, A, the Power of Zeus, Z, uh, the knowledge of artemis a and i don't remember what the m is ah, wait a wait a almost got fucking edge me I, I feel blue balled me all right it's like we didn't get to finish there's no climax that's I'm, I'm sure i fucked one of them up anyway that was probably not exactly it but but like that's what the name shazam meant well i was gonna say that's what always makes me think of is that fucking uh mandela effect that people claim i don't remember yeah. i don't remember there i remember seeing him dressed up in some Aladdin looking outfit, but never in a movie. I think it was just like on a TV show or something. And it could just be that I'm just remembering him in something that I saw Shaq in. Like, dude, you know, there's, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I have no memory of Shazam with, um, but I have a big memory of Shaq in Kazam, you know? Yeah, Kazam. They had some toys of Kazam at Taco Bell that I remember we made mom drive us to Taco Bell so we could get the kids meal at Taco Bell and get the toys. Oh, the end was probably the speed of Mercury, right? It has to be speed of Mercury. <laughs> okay, you all the Damn it, I'm gonna look up what Shazam means now. See how many of these I got wrong. Look what you've done. I'll grant you all your wishes. You just gotta tell me that I'm better than Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe, tell me how many ass taste. <laughs> Alright, it was Man, I got about half of them right. <laughs> All right well, so I bet I believe you got the Z right. Which one did I say for Z? Zeus. Yeah, that was correct. <laughs> How would you get it that was one? The powers. <laughs> yeah, it was the powers of Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. You're close. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me scroll down in these little notey notes. Doesn't seem like okay. So I think we've covered all the the housekeeping and yeah, we uh, got to talk about Gex, don't we? This sucks. Yeah, 
We're about 40 minutes into the actual podcast. We should probably talk about Gex. <laughs> Honestly, Gex wasn't the... It, it could have been worse. It, it could have. It could have. Um, let's uh, go ahead and get out the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit. <clears throat> and of, co- of course I had to cough. <laughs> of course. Now i got to find that and edit. Anyway. anyway. Uh, Gex is a platform game developed by Crystal Dynamics. It was originally released for the 3DO in 1995. Ports of the game for the PlayStation and Sega Saturn were later developed by Beam Software, and a PC version was licensed by Microsoft and released for Microsoft Windows. It was a pack-in game for Panasonic models of the 3DO in the later console's life. It is the first in the Gex series of video games and introduces the players to the title character, a wisecracking, television-obsessed gecko voiced by comedian Dana Gould who must venture through the quote-unquote media dimension and defeat Rez, the overlord of the dimension who wants to make Gex into his new network mascot. And, uh, yeah. It, it was released to largely positive reviews from critics. Particular praise was aimed at Gex's unique platforming abilities and Gould's voice work on the character. Uh, the 3DO version of the game managed to sell over a million copies, making it one of the system's better-selling games. Two sequels were later released, Gex Enter the Gecko and Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko, with Gex becoming Crystal Dynamics' mascot for a short time. Now, real quick. That is where my nostalgia for Gex comes in, is Gex Enter the Gecko and Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. I had those for PlayStation, and I fucking loved them. Um, I'm not sure how well they held up. Um, if it's anything compared to this game, probably not well. But I really, really liked them. I thought Gex was funny as hell growing up. Like, some of the things that he would just quip off and say. And it was collectathons. And I've always liked collectathons. I don't know why, but they are they are just fun to me. It's like I want to find all the shit on the level. Like, even down to, like, where I used to love Tony Hawk trying to find all the skate letters and hit all the, the shit in the time. And they all gave you two minutes, those bastards. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's, it's just fun. Um, this was a huge difference. Like, this is 2D platformer, not a 3D platformer. This is not a collect-a-thon, I, I guess. It's, it's, uh, there's stuff you can collect, but it's not near, like, the, the normal... Other, well, I say the normal games, but... The later games. Um, I Dana Gould, I'll, I'll give you this. Dana Gould does a good job as Gex. I think that he he is a good voice for it. Um, I can't imagine other people doing Gex's voice. That being said, this game, not great. Uh, Nate, I think you put the most time into this out of the three of us uh, on stream, so I will I will uh, defer to you first. Uh, what did you think about this young anthropomorphic gecko that you played as? Yeah, so the funny thing about it is I I came kind of came in surprised too because when I think of Gex, I also think of those three D platformers that you had mentioned before. I was unaware that the first Gex game was a two D platformer. And much like you, I'm a complete weirdo, and I like collectathons too. <laughs> like I've 100 percented Donkey Kong 64 and Ukulele and all those kind of games because I have something wrong with my brain. But when it came <laughs> to playing this one, I was just like, I was excited because you know, like 
for some reason, I'm the weird guy that, like, when we were talking about Skyrim, I have to play as the orc or the uh, Argonian. And, like, here, I was like, yes, I get to play as a lizard. Because <laughs> yeah. I like that kind of thing. I was like, this is going to be great. And even when I first started, I was like, you know, this is a pretty fun game. We were, I was starting out playing through the first few sets of levels. And I thought the graphics are fun. I think Gex is a really fun character. And I also really thought that some of there were some interesting platforming mechanics that aren't in a lot of games that are in this one, like the where you jump up onto the wall and you're able to climb vertically and horizontally on some wall sections, and then others you can cling to vertical surfaces and climb up walls. No one can see my hand motions, but I'm doing them. <laughs> um, and I thought there was some really cool stuff in there. But the problem was... A, I don't remember the music in this game at all, which is something like you do like to enjoy when you're playing a game. Like I'm always in it for the music, as long as there's either great music or great ambient noise. This one didn't really have either of those going for it. Um, and the real problem, though, was what comes down to what breaks most platforming games that don't quite hold up for me is the level design was really obtuse when you got past that first world. Because I was able to get past the graveyard section and into the Candyland, and Candyland started driving me slowly insane to the point where I think my stream got mad enough at it at one point that my stream just decided to go down for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, there were, it definitely had some things that I enjoyed about it, and I was like really looking forward to playing it, and I really enjoyed that first little bit of the game, but it just went downhill so fast, so fast. Yeah, I... Yeah. I played through some of the cemetery, uh, and that was about it. I didn't make it out of the cemetery uh, before I decided, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to watch a fucking speed run of this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate to admit it, but I encouraged this behavior, because I also was like, I don't want to play this game too much, I just want to see what it does, and uh, play it long enough that I can get the feeling of it. Because like, when I watched Nate's stream, it was like, the level design fell apart so rapidly. And you could tell they, there was still a lot of care into making art assets and new ideas for every level. But the um, the actual gameplay purpose of those assets just fell off further and further as the game went. No, yeah, I think level with all the doors that you just had to randomly hope yeah. you went through the right door. That was so miserable to play through. It's like the shittiest Mario Maker level. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that the graphics look good for its time. Um, I thought the an the animations sure. on Gex and the, uh, the the enemies that you run into, like the little Splatterhouse dudes, look cool. Mm -hmm. um, when he says Splatterhouse dudes, he means there were characters that looked like this amalgam of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and uh, oh shit, what was Freddy uh, and Leatherface. Where it was like. Or leather, yeah. yeah, leather face. Where he had like the body of Jason Voorhees, his big body, but he's got the chainsaw of leather face, and he's got like Freddy's sweater. It was like ridiculous, and it was kind of awesome. He had like Jason's mask and all that. It looked cool. It was a neat idea in the horror area. It was like they kind. Of, I, I feel like they were like, this is where we're going to lean people into it. We're going to have them enjoy this, but. Uh, I don't know, then you got the level, like, four, and, like, that's when you get in this big, stupid labyrinth that fucking sucks. I, uh, when I was watching it, it seemed like the, the speedrunner that I was watching got through the the cemetery levels rather quickly, and then all the levels after that, I was watching him go through, and I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I would have ever found the end of this level. 
Like it seemed like he went through so many ups and downs and these curves and going through these little tunnels and going up and then jump, blind jumping and all of his stuff that he would eventually get to the end. And I'm like, I, I honestly don't think I would have ever found that. Like, and I think that's what you mean by the levels being obtuse. It's like, where the fuck do you go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So we've mentioned the name Dana Gold a few times, or maybe Gould. You pronounce it Gold. I, I'm just going to say it Gold because I think that's. I don't know if we're either of us is right to be honest. Uh, but um, I, I thought I knew the name from somewhere because it sounded familiar. Like I thought I'd heard of Dana Gold, but then I looked him up on uh, IMDb, and like aside from being a writer on The Simpsons, and aside from being the voice of Gex, a lot of his credits are like various voices or the guy who asks for Mort or. Dana Gold. <laughs> so I guess he's mainly known as a Simpsons writer. And, I mean, good for him. He's obviously really funny, but, like, this kind of quipping, wisecracking character, I think, uh, when they repeat the joke a whole bunch, like, every time you get kicked out to the menu and it goes, well, Scoob, looks like we gotta find the mystery van! Which isn't what it's called. It's called the mystery machine. Thank you. <laughs> I will be pedantic, because I'm an asshole. But, like, I don't know, like, the the jokes run out pretty quickly, and yet he keeps on saying, you know, it's tail time, looks like it's tail time, it's tail time, looks like it's tail time. Yeah, and yeah. there was also a problem I had with the voice acting, and not the voice acting, let's not put it that way, but with the sound processing, I guess, in the game, was there were times where mm. I couldn't understand what Little Gex was saying, unfortunately. Yeah. And I just felt like Gex was like a character that had all the attitude of Sonic, but with n none of the staying power. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I feel fair. like that's a really good comparison. Like, he was like, he, he was the answer to that. He was like the PlayStation answer. But no, he wasn't Crash Bandicoot. He wasn't Spyro the Dragon. If, if it weren't for this, I wouldn't have even remembered him as Gex 1, because when I think of Gex, I think of him as the secret agent mm -hmm. Gex from Gex 2, yep. you know? Yeah. Like, the the 2D Gex, it feels like it failed to leave any kind of staying power whatsoever. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that it... Well, no, I'm not, because it probably did well in its time. But I feel like if a game like that came out today, it, it wouldn't have gotten sequels. You know? Yeah, I think we had this weird tolerance for mascot platformers that will one day be challenging Sonic the Hedgehog, who will one day be challenging Mario the Plumber, and it's like... Uh, I'm sorry, we're not looking for Bubsy right now. <laughs> but on the other hand, to be fair, I thought this game was going to be Bubsy-level trash. I thought it was going to be a garbage game that didn't play well at all. And I think the game mechanics, um, while the actual level design didn't let you really see them very well, I feel like um, Gex has a surprising amount of agility, a lot of cool moves, and uh, seeing him scamper up walls and stuff felt good. Like, yeah, I think... I thought turning up and running up walls and then these background wall climbing also kind of was neat. You know, it, it wasn't terrible. It's just you didn't put him in situations that I found interesting, you know? Yeah, I feel like this game definitely suffered at a level basis because, like, the controls and stuff, I feel like it executed them well. Um, like, it wasn't slippery. You know, it it, it was very... I, I wouldn't say it was precise, but it was more precise than some other platformers I have played in the past. Yeah, I mean, it was more precise sure, like, than Hercules, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. think the actual raw platforming was better. The two D platforming was better than Hercules. I think that's. I think all of this. I will cool. say also in the vein of Hercules, 
GOG made me play it with a damn joystick again instead of a D-pad. Yep. So this is something I'm going to look into because I've seen some videos about this and I think we can find a way to make it so we can use the D-pad for these old-ass games. Because uh, right now, this is starting to get unacceptable. Yeah, just wait till we get to the games where you can't use a controller and you guys are going to have to use a keyboard and mouse. No! Like, <laughs> like Ultima and shit like that. <laughs> like, oh man, like... uh the, the the old old art yeah, like you think on Dragon Warrior like pressing stairs and door is bad wait so you have to type that shit in like open <laughs> open door and I'll be like what door do you want to open it's like god damn it open dungeon door <laughs> there are two dungeon doors oh my god open dungeon door on the right <laughs> they don't get that intense but you know what I mean yeah I get you <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong I believe the level layouts for this game was like there was a cemetery area which reminded me of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like Candyland. Then there was what I called Egypt, but then I realized it was more like Jungle Crips, like Indiana Jones style. Um, and then after that, there was a place that looked like Japan. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. And then the final area was, uh, I called it, I, on the list, I called it Res World. I don't know exactly. I think it was like where Res stays and all that. Now, I remember Res looking different in the 3D game, obviously he's going to look different in the 3D games, but like, the fu- you didn't make it to the final boss, right, Nate? Okay, so the final boss um, in the speed run I got to see looks like, do you remember in Beetlejuice when the dude's wife turns into that creature where her face is super elongated and she opens her mouth yes. and her eyes are in her mouth? It looks like one of those in a long white dress looking thing and it's just flying around the room and I, I don't even know I don't even know how to describe how he did the fight uh, but it didn't it looked very anticlimactic to me because it's like you beat the boss she goes like woo 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 floats up to the middle of the screen and then turns into TV static and you get sucked into it and then it shows Gex just kind of like floating through TV limbo hell <laughs> you know and then he gets thrown out of the TV into the chair and then he holds his hand up, and the remote comes out into his hand. And then he says, huh, wonder what's on HBO. And he clicks the TV, and it goes to the credits. And it's like, that's the end of the game. And I was like, that's it? I'd have been fucking mad if I had played through this whole fucking game, and that's the whole ending? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't watch the ending or see anything of it, but I guess that honestly kind of makes sense for the character of Gex, because this whole thing was, he just likes sitting there watching TV, and so... He finally gets through the adventure, and he's just going to kick back and watch his TV again. Watch some more TV. But yeah, I also think, like, that's one of the things where they weren't going for, like, a topical plan for the game or whatever. But, like, it wasn't exactly, like, they were going for something timeless either. Like, when he's talking, he was like, oh, looks like Ted Turner's going to colorize this soon. Or, like, oh, looks like rotor reruns are going to be on TV soon. And it's like... These jokes are extremely dated to the exact moment the game came out, yeah. which um, I feel like they I were dated for the time they came thing. out. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was like a game that came out in 1999. It was like 1994 jokes, but like I guess at this point in time, it's like we had these like pro tags that were like really goofy voice characters or whatever, and uh, I don't know. I, well, I, I feel like that... like these references are just. They're not that great references to the point where it's like, 
the Ted Turner colorizing reference. Like, imagine you explained that joke to someone at this point today. Well, you see, T- Ted Turner owned a wrestling company, and then this group <laughs> group called the NWO came in, made everything black and white. Like, uh, their promos were black and white. Sometimes their matches were black and white. And then they had to bring in the wolf pack to just run them off. And then the wolf pack made everything <laughs> red. And everybody's like, oh, no. And then finally, finally, old Diamond Dallas Page came through and just a DDP cuttered them all. Gave him, hit him with the diamond cutter. And then it was all good and everything was in color. And we everything went back to normal. And that good old NWO got defeated. I won't hear an unkind word about Diamond Dallas Page because he brought Scott Hall and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts back from horrible, horrible addiction issues. So at this point, he's basically a saint. He has two miracles. Oh, you're not going to get any argument from me there. Scott Hall's the man. Ayo. Ayo. Ayo, Chico. (laughs) You, You all know who I am, but you don't know why... I'm here. Toothpick. But like, I think it's also pretty cool that like Crystal Dynamics, like they made their main character Gex. Like he was the mascot of the company from the time Gex came out to the end of the road when they got bought out by IDOS, who made the Tomb Raider games. And then IDOS got bought out in turn by uh, Square Enix. And now the people that were originally Crystal Dynamics, they're making the Tomb Raider games, and they're actually doing really well. Like, they've kind of moved up in the world, you know? Imagine if one day Square Enix is just like, hey, you guys remember Gex? Boom! And it was He's like in this. Kingdom Hearts now. <laughs> That's it. That's how it's going to be. He's going to be in the, uh, the, the Olympus Coliseum. Hey. He's just going to show up and you got to fight him. That would be great. Uh, but it, it just it would, it would be hilarious. They're just like, "Hey, here's a gritty reboot of Gex." <laughs> I'm back. I don't know why he sounded like Duke Nukem, but <laughs> huh, these bastards turned off my TV. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, isn't that what the original Duke Nukem was about too? Like the like OG 2D Duke Nukem was like, oh yeah. they were interrupting Literally his in- soap operas or something. <laughs> Duke Nukem 2, like pre-Duke Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem 2, he literally was pissed off at the aliens for fucking up his Oprah reruns. That's what it was. That's also legit canon, and I love it, and I wish that that Duke Nukem energy could be brought back to the modern character. (laughs) Okay, so if you had to give this a rating, um, I I gave it 4.5 green hands out of 10 Gexi. Yeah, so I was thinking about it too, and like I was coming, I was coming into. No, I'm going to compare it to Hercules again because I think it's the most similar kind of game that we've had. Mm. Um, I came into Hercules expecting to give it a four, and I think I ended up giving it a seven. I came into Gex yes. expecting to give it a seven, but I'm giving it four sunglasses out of ten Geicos. <laughs> nice. I. Honestly, I thought Gex was going to be an irony, poisoned, garbage, trash-ass, boring-ass game like Bubsy. And I expected it to be just bullshit. Just, it would suck. But instead, it was just like, it was still bullshit and it sucked, but not on an interesting level. It wasn't fun. It wasn't interesting. I think I gave, what? I gave Hercules a 7. I gave Dragon a game about a dragon, which those are the two most recent platforming games we played. A 5 out of 10. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a 4.5 also, because, like... I think it does succeed in what it tries to do. I just don't think what it tries to do is interesting anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. it, for me, it would have been boosted exponentially if the level design was better because it looked good. But the problem is, is there's platformers that did similar graphic styles before it better, like Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And there's yeah. games that did similar graphic styles better later, which is unfair comparison because technology's improved. But like Donkey Kong Country Returns, I would like to compare this to other games that came out on the 3DO because I'm very I have very limited knowledge as to what all came out for that system it's better than plumbers don't wear ties baby <laughs> uh, quickly I do want to give a shout out to the speedrunner uh, I think his name, I think you pronounce it Lucidus L-U-C-I-D-U-S that's the speedrunner I watched uh, apparently it was a world record he beat to Lucidus. he beat this game in uh, 34 minutes and 10 seconds I think it's about as much time as you guys played it for. Yeah. About. So, in the time it took me to get through three or four levels and say, fuck it, uh, he can beat the whole game. Uh, I, I saw that the, the, the 3DO speedrun was like an hour and 20 minutes on YouTube, and then there was one for the PlayStation version. I'm sorry, not the 3DO, um, the Saturn. And the, the PlayStation version, I think, was 59 minutes or so. And I assume that that has to do with disc loading times and stuff adding time yeah. to it even though the, uh, the the playstation one did say in the description that he used it on a ps2 so that it would load faster <laughs> i honestly don't even know what a 3do looks like yeah me neither uh, it was a panasonic thing right when it panasonic 3do that's that's about all i all i know i believe so yes there were a couple of those weird little multimedia systems panasonic 3do the uh Philips CDI that were just like kind of standards but not actual consoles and uh, they kind of were like the sucky middle point between like the 16-bit era and like your Sega CD and all that and then your like actual later generation of games because like when the, when the PlayStation was out it completely obliviated the point of a 3DO or a CDI yeah, yeah, I feel like when yeah when the PlayStation dropped, it was just game over. Game like, over. And then if you wanted like game over, game over. But then if you wanted like cool like high resolution or well high resolution for the time like really pretty renders and all that, but like not great like textures. You had your uh, you know your N sixty four where you had like a lot of garage shading, cool looking shading, but then the uh, individual polygons weren't textured that well, like. I don't know. Like, I feel like the argument between what did you like the PlayStation One versus the N sixty four? I think that's an interesting argument. You know? And I I think that the PlayStation One did pixel graphics beautifully. If you look at like Breath of Fire four, oh for sure, Breath of Fire four is one of the prettiest pixel games I've ever seen in my life. Um, but the thing is, is that Sony of America had this weird fucking. We only want 3D. We don't want 2D because that's 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 old. So like all of these beautiful. That's what actually tanked. That's what tanked the Saturn too, though. Is that it was a beautiful game for 2D engines, and then they just like absolutely like no, we're gonna polygon it, even though we don't have the technology. Like they could have seriously ruined Symphony of the Night, and I'm so glad that they didn't let them. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is a game that's on my. bucket list to play is symphony of the night i've never played that i've heard it's fantastic it'd be nice if they'd port it somewhere that people could play it <laughs> yeah right. put it on I, steam you konami idiots you like to make money you can make a lot of money by doing that 
I will say though, they're making plenty of money on their pachinko machines, so uh, you could probably just get away with emulating that shit on your play on your computer these days. Even uh, though you know, this sounds awful. But then even the name pachinko sounds like it's like dropping money into the thing, pachinko. right? Like pachinko, pachinko. Yeah. So like, I don't feel bad about about uh, cer- there's certain companies I just don't feel bad about emulating or pirating their shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, it's like, are you gonna get another Great Castlevania anytime soon? Probably not. And like The Sims, with the amount of DLC that they put out, that's just bullshit. Oh yeah. I sorry, Armady. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run out here and be like, I'm gonna destroy capitalism all at once. But it's like, if EA is the other person that's against me, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, about that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. It's not gonna hurt their fucking wallet. You know what I mean? It's like. Now, sm- smaller indie devs, I do like to I do like to pay them, even if I don't particularly like the game in the end. You know, this is why I think uh, Devolver Digital is so cool because they were able to signal boost these great individually develop individually <laughs> developed games that were like I don't know, really cool, and they were able to like signal boost a lot of them out there. Yeah, I- individual appropriation. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. There he is. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of if what you... Digital Devolver's done because I've played several games that they've boosted up, and all the games that they've recommended that I've played and I've played have been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, they just don't miss. They just don't miss. Well, they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. Don't stop coming, and they don't stop. Coming. So next weekend will be the Dragon Quest wrap-up show. Um, and the weekend after that, or the, the week after that, whatever you want to call it, um, I put up, okay, so I put up the short game poll, right? But maybe we'll save that for the next time we pull a long game, because I don't think Blair Witch is all that long. Um, what does the handy dandy document of truth say that has all the how long to beat times in it, Dalton? Oh, that is a good fucking question. Let me. We have that for a reason, my dude. <laughs> I know, I, and I should really pull it up when I'm planning on talking about stuff like this. It's loading. Truncate silence will take this out if I stop talking. <laughs> Control F. Homie, we were trying to be quiet. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Blair Witch is f- five hours, okay. six hours, seven and a half hours. Okay, okay, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing is that I've got Blair Witch on Epic Games, so we'll have to figure out. Um, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work it out off air. Oh. Do you have the deluxe edition or the regular edition? These nuts edition. Got hey. uh, I think I just have the base edition. It was whatever, like, because Epic was doing, like, where they were giving away free games yeah. uh, during quarantine, and that was one of them. Well, it's half off for the summer sale for Steam, so I'll be okay. Nice. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, I've heard really good things about this from Mike from Factory Sealed. Shout out, Factory Sealed Retro Game Podcast. Um, it should be a good time. It should be a good time. I like a good horror game. Um, 
I'm interested yeah. to see where where this is this will go. So that being said, I'm going to pull this poll because this poll has been up for like a fucking month, <laughs> and uh, it it's been sitting at where it's at right now for a good while now. So um, I'm gonna pull this poll, and I'm gonna put up another one later. Um, so next week we'll talk about what is actually on the poll. Uh, I I enjoy making these fucking polls. Like it's interesting to me like to see what's gonna come up for people to vote on, and then it's even more interesting for me to see what people vote on. Yeah, I think it's really neat, too. Like, I liked watching... This one kind of had a big turnout as far as votes goes, and, like, it wasn't that far off. Like, Yakuza had a lot of votes, and Persona 5 Striker had a lot of votes. It was a really interesting um, poll. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I forgot I was, the word for poll. Sorry. No, quite all right. In fact, it, it, would, it would probably still be tied, and I would have to break the tie had Grimm not heard me talking about wanting a break from like jrpg s game so he's like all right i'll go change my vote to blair witch (laughs) (laughs) so yeah after dragon quest 3 and 11 i'm not gonna play another jrpg until i get bored and start playing um (laughs) octopath yeah (laughs) yeah that would be that would be a cool game to talk about one of these days for the show because i have it um on, it's on my PC. It's not in my Steam library, but it's on my PC. It's 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 a fun time, um, and I just I love that fucking art direction that they went with that. That's why I'm really cool. I'm really stoked to see whatever this Project Triangle strategy. God, I hope they change and that. The Dragon name. Quest Three style too. Yeah, and the Dragon Quest Three. Oh well, yeah, I think Project Triangle strategy is just like a code name. Like I don't think it's the actual release game. But I think Octopath Traveler was the code name for that game too. Or it was like codename Octopath or something like that. And people were like, well, that's weird. I hope they change the name before it comes out. And then it comes out, it's like Octopath Traveler. They're like, oh. <laughs> but, I mean, given the context, once you start playing the game, the name does make a little sense. So. Well, my computer's beeping at me, which means it's about that time. So, Nate, plug your stuff, my good sir. Also, oh. shout out. Shout out, Nate. I mean, I'm, I'm part of the show. You can start stop shouting it out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, all right. But uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash twitch.tv slash turtlebearman and Twitter at turtlebearman. And Willie, I uh, I know you. I don't think you've streamed or tweeted since uh, we last did a show. But please go ahead, tell everybody where they can uh, find your inactive stuff. Hmm. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm on Icebread Studios um, on Twitch and Twitter. And that joke is hilarious for people who are listening to rap songs 15 years ago. Holy shit, I'm old now. We are now the boomers. <laughs> we are the boomer. We're the numers. The new boomers. The new boomers. This podcast is canceled. <laughs> this sucks. This suck. This show sucks so bad. Can we do it over again and do a different show? Let's do Bubs. <laughs> <laughs> One out of five stars. I wasn't recording. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh God, that would that would be awful. This is joke. <laughs> um. I just wish I wasn't. <laughs> Well, uh, if you would like to find anything about the show, uh, you can go to the Steam Machine Podcast.wordpress.com. There you can find uh, the episodes for the show if you want to listen to them on there. Um, you can find links to our Twitter, our Facebook, um, the YouTube, which I am 
actually no, I don't even think I have a YouTube link on there because I was slacking on it so bad. Uh, Twitch, I believe, is on there. Uh, there is a link to the Discord. Come join the Discord so you can vote on what you want to hear on the show. You know, uh, we like to see new names pop up in there every now and then. It's always cool when like I see a name pop in there that I'm like, hey, I don't know that person. Hey, do you guys know this person? Hey, we don't know that person. Hey, new person. So welcome to uh, all the new people that have joined. And please enjoy our show. Yeah. Despite or don't. It's up to you. Or yeah, or don't. Hate our show. Come out here and roast. But us. leave a five star review on iTunes. Yes, please leave yes. us a five star review on iTunes. Or uh, I think you can review on Spotify as well, and that would also be helpful. Uh, anywhere, anywhere that you can review us, you should throw a review. That'd be great. Um, there's also a Facebook group. It's pretty quiet in there, other than like me occasionally sharing memes. But you're welcome to come join it and spice it up a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, I believe that like the Discord is probably the most, I'll say the most active. It's not super active, but it's more active than everything else. But once we get more people in there, I'm gonna start trying to uh, get more conversation going. I'm rambling. This has been uh, an episode, so we will leave it with that. So uh, for the, for this week's Steam Machine podcast, they are the Brothers of Destruction, Nate and Willie. My name's Dalton, and as always, guys, take it easy. Because I am the devil, of course. So next time you.
of committing a sin Just remember you'll be joining me when you cease to live Come and join me for eternity